0: We are Chris Lee and Blaine Gilmer of Southeastern 14 here to preview South Carolina's trip to Athens to face Georgia in Sanford Stadium. You can catch that one on CBS this Saturday at 2.30. The line on this, according to Covers.com, is of late Sunday afternoon. Georgia a 27-point favorite with a a 55-and-a-half point over-under, making for a predicted final of 41-14. FPI's line and all the computers factor in three points for home field advantage. So their predictive models have it as follows. FPI, Georgia minus 22. SP Plus, Georgia minus 23. Jeff Sagarin, Georgia minus 18. That makes for an average of 23 points in Georgia's favor between those three and the Vegas Computers. We have in this game, Blaine, we have a South Carolina team that was sluggish, I guess is a good way to put it. Gave up a couple of big plays in a first half to Furman, ended up taking the league late and pouring it on the second half. Georgia, meanwhile, is won by big scores against overmatched opponents in its first two games, but not always look like Georgia in doing it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think both of these teams, if you had to inject truth serum and ask them are, are you happy with how you've how you've played to start the season i think both of them would emphatically say say no i think there's been uh, not the level of execution that that both would desire particularly along the offensive fronts for each team um i know you get into more detailed stats and you will on each team having the football but you know chris just right off the top surface level uh not accounting for whether it was a run pay or pass play all that kind of stuff when you're rushing the football yards per carry uh, just straight up under four yards against ball state if you're georgia and under four yards against Furman if you're south carolina then that's just not good execution and not success uh for either team so i think shane beamer and kirby smart are both wanting to see tighter execution out of their teams to open up SEC play. And uh, I will get into the specifics of it here. But overall, just a lot to clean up, I think, for both these ball clubs.
0: Yeah. Uh, hardly alone are these two teams. Subpar execution seemed to be a recurring theme in week two of SEC play. I'll tell you, he's not been subpar is Spencer Rattler, one of the most discussed players in the league coming in. Whatever Carolina's problems are, he has decidedly not been a problem or for a, a part of any of them debatably the MVP of the SEC so far in the way that he has played South Carolina. When it throws is averaging six point, excuse me, 8.6 yards per pass play. And that's taking six sacks out of pass plays. And there's been a lot of sacks against Spencer Rattler in South Carolina. Uh, When Carolina runs the ball and this is taking run plays or sacks out of rushing yardage, only 2.9 yards per carry. Good news for Carolina. It is turning it over just 0.7% of the time. Georgia is forcing turnovers on 3.1% of snaps. That's a that's a really good to elite level. It is averaging 3.8 yards against it on running plays, 3.7 on passing plays, that number particularly elite. Carolina is throwing it 59% of the time, and I think that's what it's going to try to do. Now, what I'm interested to see Georgia has not really been a sack the quarterback team. Now, it don't get a lot of hurries on the stat sheet, uh, but Carolina, of course, gave up nine of them against North Carolina, and, and so I'm very interested to see how that plays out because I think what Carolina is able to do against Georgia in terms of making this close or pulling the upset, uh, most of it is going to hinge on Spencer Rattler when the Gamecocks have the ball.
1: Well, and I think you say that because – South Carolina cannot run the football. It's just plain and simple. They, they have not shown the ability to be able to do it. They don't really have a true running back on this team at this point. They've got De'Kerion Joyner, who's played quarterback, receiver, everything else under the sun. Now he's been thrust into the RB1 role. Juju McDowell not really – that type of guy that can can be that that player either they did bring Mario Anderson in in the offseason he got a couple you know a few carries against Furman DJ Braswell did some decent things against Furman late in that ball game Um, But they're going to need a presence of a run game to prevent Georgia from just pinning their ears back and coming after Spencer Rattler. And I agree with you. Georgia's typically not that, okay. let's rack up a bunch of stats type defense. They're more of like a boa constrictor where they just slowly, slowly take the take the air out of you by restricting the space that you have to operate in. But, Chris, it is a totally different deal when you're looking at the South Carolina offensive line that gave up nine sacks to a North Carolina team. And that North Carolina team turned around this week and did not get one single sack against app state who they went to overtime with. So I just think it shows that there's a lot, a lot of room for improvement for South Carolina. And I don't know that going into Sanford stadium with that, crowd noise against that defense is exactly uh, the medicine to, you know, fix those ills very quickly. So I think you're going to see Spencer Rattler getting rid of the football quickly. Um, He does potentially go into this without one of his uh, more trusted weapons and Amheri Brown, who went out of that game against Furman with with what looked like to be a really serious leg injury. But uh, Shane Beamer gives a Sunday update that comes out and says, Hey, it's a hamstring strain. But with soft tissue injuries, you never know what's going on. But on the flip side of the ball, Javon Bullard, who's one of the better defensive backs in the entire country, really took over the national championship game and really every college football playoff game that he's played in for the University of Georgia. He went out with a high ankle sprain. So who knows if if he'll be available. Uh, Dan Jackson, uh, Daniel Sissiva will have to come in and, you know, back him up if he's not available at that safety position. But Georgia has forced turnovers. I think they'll get to Spencer Rattler if they can get there quick enough because I think he's going to get that ball out of his hands quick. Can they get any kind of run game is going to be the secret to success for South Carolina.
0: Okay, other side of the ball. When Georgia's got it, it's not always met the Georgia standard at times, but you look on paper, the numbers also – are an awful. Georgia averaging 4.6 yards per rushing play, 9.2 per passing play, turning it over 0.8% of the time, scored a lot of points so far. Carolina's defense is giving up 3.9 per run play, 7.1 per pass play, forcing turnovers at a 2.2% rate, which I think is a little lower than what the Gamecocks did last year. Carolina's forced a pretty decent number of turnovers under Shane Beamer, I think the key here, if you're Georgie would like to get a running game going, and if you're South Carolina, you would like to limit the explosive pass plays, which Georgia has done with routine frequency over the
1: last three to four years. Yeah. I mean, that, that is a, a big deal for Georgia is even if they're not running the football for an absurd amount of yards, they're used to being efficient. And some people would argue, okay, well, if you look at the metrics by the number, they've been efficient. Well, you know, Chris, I used to have a baseball coach that used to tell us early on in the year, hey, don't be a prostitute to results. What does that mean? That means when you're facing conference opponents or non-conference opponents who are at a lesser classification than you and you're maybe hitting, uh, hitting 400 or 450 off of guys who are hanging curveballs and stuff like that, that may not be in- indicative of how well you're swinging the bat. Well, same thing with Georgia. I think that, you know, they have – Not executed well. The PFF grades, which I know those aren't the end-all, beat-all, but they are not very good at all on that left side of the offensive line. They have missed Darnell Washington in terms of the perimeter blocking. Haven't been able to to do that as well uh, as they did over the last couple of seasons with Big O there for Georgia. So I think what you want to see, if you're Kirby Smart, if you're Mike Bobo, you want to see better execution on the perimeter, and also on the interior blocking game. They've been pretty good in pass protection. Uh, They've protected Carson Beck, and he's shown off more mobility than I think many people thought they had. But for South Carolina to have any chance in this one, what they're going to need to do is try to continue to limit Georgia's run game and get some pressure on Carson Beck because if he's comfortable, Carson Beck has made really good decisions. He's been accurate with the football and I think that you're going to uh, see him have the opportunity to have some of those explosive plays with South Carolina missing some guys out of the back end of that defense already. Uh, and it just looks like, hey, Georgia's getting healthier and healthier. They're going to get Dajun Edwards back at running back. They may get Lad McConkey back at wide receiver this week. So that would be huge for Georgia in this offense to just give Carson Beck a few more weapons to work with.
0: Well, we also can't talk about South Carolina without discussing special teams. Carolina has just been elite in that. Shane Beamer is is a chip off the old block with his dad. Frank Beamer, who was elite at it at Virginia Tech for forever. They just do so many things that they disguise very well. Uh, You know, a a punt block is always in the equation or a fake field goal or something. So for a a Carolina team that is probably going to be a little bit overmatched in terms of talent against Georgia, that's something to watch, penalties and things like that too. But uh, I think Carolina, and forgive me, viewers, uh, first of all, we're Sunday, and so injury updates haven't come out. But I think I want to say Carolina might have sustained an injury to a return man in that one. So that might be something to watch. Although I think... The game cops have got a, game. cocks have got a little depth there uh, with, with the Jackson kid from Memphis, who might get pressed into service at that point. But in any case, uh, that that's something to note. All right, predictions. Blaine, I think South Carolina is better than it's shown on average so far. It hasn't looked great. Rattlers good enough to keep you in a lot of games. I don't think he's good enough to beat Georgia, but I, I think the twenty something point spread to me seems a little bit high. I'll take Carolina to lose the game, but but I like the Gamecocks to keep it a little bit closer than the consensus of computers and Vegas think.
1: Yeah, I just think uh, when it comes down to it, that South Carolina offensive line is a just tremendous liability. Uh, I don't see them being successful in slowing Georgia's defense down in terms of getting to Spencer Rattler. Now, albeit they may get the ball out quick early, you can't just live on that the entire game. Um, You're going to have to try to drop back and take shots at some point they're not going to be able to run the football and I think that will prevent them from shortening the game and extending drives uh I think Georgia you mentioned South Carolina is probably a little bit better than they've they've shown I think Georgia is a lot better than they've shown and that's not a good recipe for South Carolina I think that Georgia is going to get some key pieces back I said on Twitter and got a big you know crap storm going over there Chris that Georgia wasn't a good football team in that second game because they weren't playing like a good football team they weren't playing like the number one team in the country I think you'll see them play like a good football team and play more worthy of that number one ranking in this game give me Georgia to win and Georgia to cover versus South Carolina
0: all right we're going to preview every single game involving SEC teams uh, and other FBS teams as long as the season goes, including into bowl season. Best way to get those: hit that subscribe button, hit the like button. That helps our analytics. We do a daily show every day from noon to, or excuse me, from eleven to noon Central Time. You can check that out as well. Anyway, for Blaine Gilmer, I'm Chris Lee. We are Southeastern 14. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again soon. <laughs>